Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Welcome to this episode featuring Icy Lin. She's a beauty influencer and a Beijing-born beauty living in Sydney since 2001. Icy Ling started her first blog in 2003, documenting her life stories as an overseas student. And quickly, she gathered a following of young Chinese women who were also studying abroad just like her. Following her graduation from university, Icy got her first taste of beauty by working at Clinique and worked her way up in retail beauty, while also freelancing for several Chinese publications as their beauty expert and later as beauty editor. In 2020, Icy launched her own digital media agency and is a regular commentator, influencer, and spokesperson for brands, creating beautiful visual and educational content for her mainly Asian audience. Her sartorial style and digital presence is both refreshing and avant-garde with an unmistakable sense of fun and luxury. At 37, Icy could easily pass for a woman in her 20s with her impeccable skin, playful energy, and signature long glossy mane. I invited Icy to join me to discuss the changing face of Asian beauty, the treasured lessons about beauty rituals and self-image that she has learned from her Chinese heritage, and what she's most excited about in the wellness and aesthetic space. Our conversation is a deep dive into the importance of respecting diversity, ancient traditions, and celebrating the impact of science and technology on the future of beauty. I'm so happy to introduce you to my beautiful friend, Icy Ling, Icy Butterfly, as is her handle on social media. Welcome to Ageless by Rescue, you ageless, gorgeous thing. Hi everyone, I'm Icy. Thank you, Bahar, Bahar, thank you, Bahar, for having me. Well, we've been talking about doing something together for uh, I want to say just just about a decade. I, I want to tell the story of when I first met you and I first saw you because you're one of those people that really captivates. And when you walk across a room, people can't help but notice you. And I remember the first time I met you, we were catching a seaplane for a Chanel event. And we met at Rose Bay at the seaplane terminal. And I remember you were walking down. Uh, La Mer, La Mer. Was it La Mer? Yeah, it was a sea, yes, yes, plane, okay. yeah. yes, it was a La Mer event. Anyway, so you're walking down and I just remember thinking, who is she? And, you know, you had your signature long dark hair. You had some amazing outfit on, beautiful makeup. And I just instantly was captivated by you. And I literally haven't stopped being captivated by you. We have had so many amazing times together attending various events, some really deep conversations about life and culture and family and beauty. And so it felt remiss of me not to have you on the show because I really would love your insight and your approach to ageless beauty. You were Beijing born. And when yes, did you I was born Australia, darling? I was here uh, when I was 17 and um, just after the Olympics and I'm 37 now. So I actually spent more time in Australia than in China, but um, I spent most of the teenage time in Beijing and, and with my mom and dad 
and I, to be honest, when I came here, I have I had absolutely no idea one day I was going to join beauty industry. And um, Asian parents that always wanted me to be business. And when I was at uni, I was studying business master degree. I, I was forced to study business, and now I'm in beauty. So um, it's it's life is very um, special, and um, I think I'm very grateful that I'm working in this industry. And I met you, met um, a lot of beautiful women inspired by the entire industry and being able to look after myself as well. Well, you said that you were not really destined for the industry, but I, I, I think you kind of were because one of the things that we talked about that we had in common is we've both worked for the Estee Lauder group of companies. Um, as you know, as I've told you before and our, and our audience, I used to be brand general manager for Bobby Brown and Origins and you used to work for Clinique. Clinique, yeah. So you always had a passion for beauty. Yes. And um, when, I, when I was in, um, in the university, I remember I used to collect all the fragrance bottles and um, I started in Macquarie. So it's not far from Macquarie Shopping Centre. So break time, I used to, just to go across the road and shop in Meyer for foundations and mascaras. And I still kept some of my um, very, very original, like the first bottles of fragrance still somewhere in, um, at home and I never throw them away. And after graduation, I just uh, went to the clinic counter and I, I got a job there and that's how I started. And Meyer was, um, when you work at a cosmetic counter, you actually meet a lot of um, women. We talk about beauty and we talk about um, tips, makeup applications with um, your colleagues and with the customers. And I think that influenced me even until now. Um, yeah, that, that's very similar to you. <laughs> definitely similar to me I, I was obsessed with beauty and makeup from when I was five the, I got my first bottle of fragrance when I was five from my father it was Chloe by Karl Lagerfeld I know every single fragrance most people have worn by nose I, someone can walk past me and I can identify the notes and remember what fragrance it is I think when you have the beauty bug, it's really in you. But what's interesting, a lot of the conversations that we've had and the reason I really wanted to speak to you on the show is that your culture, the Chinese culture, is so rich with the an, an innate understanding that beauty comes from within. And you have a, a very rich history of what is now famously known as anti-aging or longevity, but Chinese medicine, uh, beauty practices, you know, pre and post-birth practices that are around rejuvenation and wellness, these are often thousands of years old. And I guess that that was one of the reasons that you've been so successful in your career in Australia is that you're educating not just the local uh, Chinese consumer and your followers, but you're also a touchstone for Australian women and consumers and brands to better understand the psyche of an Asian or most specifically a Chinese consumer in that you really, really respect 
uh, an inside-out approach to beauty. Tell me the difference between how you see your view of beauty and how, you know, Western beauty is perhaps perceived. Mm, I... Well, there's a lot to talk about, but um, I think one thing that's very important um, from my perspective is um, self-respect and to understand and know yourself. And um, I think one one thing it influenced me a lot is um, it's actually from my mom. She uh, from a, when I was a kid, she uh, always talked to me about diet, um, health. Um, diet, a lot of the things that would suit me. She understand my skin, my body, like in the Chinese medicine, there's always talk about inner heat or um, the, the cools. And she, she knows my body type, my skin type, and she will um, change the diet according to me, my body change or according to the season. Um, and she encouraged me to read, to learn about um, all different herbs and um, food, vegetables, and trying to, um, to, to, how to say, to manage, um, to, to see the, the skin and body change. So like when I wake up, she always asked me, you should look at the mirror and find out, do you have more open pores around here that maybe means you, you have too much inner heat you should have more green vegetables and have more vitamin c so she teaches me all of these things um so how old I, were you when you first started learning these um you know you, in nowadays it's called performance enhancement or biohacking or you know rejuvenation but how wonderful that you know you you came from a, a, a household and, and you were raised by a mother who taught you to understand that your skin or your open pores is linked to your liver or your vitamin C intake. I mean, we're only just learning that now. How old were you when you started really paying attention to the way your body functions? Um, I, I think it was around teenage time. Um, she started to read um, medicine, Chinese medicine books and then she will share some of the knowledge um, with me at dining table. And she will um, encourage me to eat something I didn't like eating, but she will tell me this is good for you in such way. So, and we, we started to have this um, regular conversation throughout um, everyday life. And I start to understand the importance of taking time to look at yourself in mirror and um, after shower you will check out your skin skin color sometimes it goes gray sometimes it goes red why is that and um, if my lips getting dry um, what had happened did I not drink enough water or did I drink um, too much um, soft drinks and um, a lot, a lot of things that triggers the skin change. Um, it was since um, teenage time and I breaked out around 14 to 15. I remember around that time, my mom used to um, wash my face with lemon water and I didn't, as a kid, I had no idea. It was so sour and I, it was so tingling. Yes, and, um, but it actually cleared up my skin. It worked for me. And I, I learned a lesson and I think 
going back to that, I was educated um, to be a woman that always have self-reflection -re time. So I think spending time in front of the mirror, check your body, check your skin, it's also a good start for us to, um, to look after our skin and even prevent for other damages, prevent for changes that will attack our skin. You've got flawless skin, you have gorgeous hair, you are impeccably groomed. Um, I'd like to ask you, your, your skincare, you and I have talked about your skincare routine and it is quite hectic. Tell me about your personal skincare grooming and how it's changed from your 20s to now in your late 30s. Uh, what have you learned and, uh, and what do you think really, really works for you? I... Um... So I had one of those um, accident with my mom before I came to Australia. She, uh, I was at my teenage time, uh, teen, I was a teenager. So she gave me a set of um, Japanese skincare and it was a full set of anti-aging products she got as a gift. And she thought it, it, will be a, it would be a gift for me. So without thinking whether it suited. I think that was one of the rare mistakes she made in her life. And because it looked so beautifully packed, I, I used that anti-aging skincare routine, the entire routine when I was a teenager. Wow. And I broke out. And um, so I was really afraid of using those skincare. Even um, I was introduced to more... Um, like designer brand, prestige brand, when I was at uni, um, I was a bit afraid, but I had consultations at cosmetic counters. And also I read some um, beauty books by celebrities. So I started to understand skincare is important. So I I tried to overcome that fear about getting breakouts. Just talk to the uh, to the consultant. I got myself a very simple routine. Uh, I started with cleanser, a moisturizer, and then I slowly added things in. And ever since I started working with clinic and I understand skin, um, understand how important exfoliate is, how important um, is to look after the eyes. And I just slowly introduced different products into my routine. And by the age of 28, I have a routine of more than 10 products. Wow. I, I'm not sure if you remember. Um, I think I, I talked to a lot of girls um, at beauty events. If, I rem uh, if you remember, I had, uh, there was, one time I had 14 steps of skincare. So I have exfoliate, I have cleanser, I have different types of serums, including eye serums, brightening serums, um, anti-wrinkle, um, anti uh, and lifting serums. And that was when I was 27, 28. I, I already had that um, routine and I have two moisturizers, one for the T-zone, one for the cheeks. I have neck cream, um, sunscreen, and it was just a lot to use. And, and have but, you simplified it since? Because I'm, I'm getting, uh, you know, I'm running out of brain space just thinking about 14 different products uh, I guess you know I'm in a different stage of life to you I've got a daughter I've got a business I'm running around but really beyond five steps and you've lost me 
I mean, your, your skin looks glorious for it, but have you paired it back as you're in your 30s and you're busier and probably products are more efficient too now, don't you think? I think there's two um, factors that actually made me change and I now simplified everything to a seven steps routine. So um, I think that's, that works for me now. Um, so one, one factor is um, with the technology and innovations, products now are more fu- multifunctional. So Definitely. I don't have to use multi serums, one serum that can just multiple things for me. Another things um, I realized is um, sometimes our, um, when you layer too many things, it actually affects your makeup. And because your skin is so um, nourished and it's quite oily and makeup doesn't stay. And sometimes they actually start peeling and there's a lot of things that will happen afterwards and you're actually creating troubles for for yourself and you you're making makeup applications longer and even harder so i thought hang on do i really need this in the morning do i really need this um to mix together and then start to take things out and tell me when you started to take things out and you simplified your skincare routine you and also, you know, when you hit your 30s, did you start having clinical treatments as well? Do you have laser? Do you have ultrasound? Do you have, um, you know, any kind of uh, injectables? Actually, no. I think the, um, I, I want to be very honest. I was one of those girls. Um, I don't want to like this encourage people to go to clinics, but I always want to be natural. Um, I understand some um, injections actually good for you when you are younger and the earlier you have it, it could be um, more beneficial, but I wasn't one of those. Um, I go to clinics and um, I did have some injections over in the past two years. And yet basically that's um, like, Botox, I had it, not much, not much. And I started about two years ago that um, to go into beauty clinics. And another thing is I personally don't like being touched by strangers. Oh, wow. So I didn't like going to facials. And, you know, sometimes we, we were pampered in those massage. Um, yes, it's super relaxing, but I personally don't like going a plan for those um, body treatment or facials because to me it's just a personal thing I don't like being touched by strangers so if you're doing your seven step program now are you doing any kind of beauty treatment are you using any tools any devices at home because you know there's all the microcurrent treatments there's the led lights there's gua sha there's you know, a, a million different things that are now available for at-home use and they're good. Gua Sha, definitely. Because my mom believes in it and she got me Gua Sha tools even before Gua Sha hits um, Australian market. Mm. And I remember she used to do them on my back as well and around my neck. And I used to see this red mark. Um, so she used to do them and I learned from that. And now we've got Jade, we've got Quartz, we've got all different ones. I have um, 
I sometimes keep them in the fridge. Actually, I have a lot keep, uh, already kept in the fridge. And some, um, some coarse ones actually heat them up. So I use them. I am a huge fan of LED light. So for real, um, what else? Uh, Om Omni Lux. This is the new favorite. brand. Yeah, I love it. And um, you do your lot. face and your neck with Omni Lux? Oh, yes, yes. I do. Um, I, I haven't got the neck one, yeah. but I, um, I tried the face one, but I got the um, hand one. Oh, you That's, got the gloves? Yeah, I got the gloves. Oh, I need to um, get the gloves. I'm getting the neck. I have tried it. I loved it. I'm getting the neck. I think it's on its way. Um, but the face one, I bought the machine. You know, we've had this conversation before. I bought the machine seven years ago for the house because I was spending so much money going to clinics and I thought, oh, gosh, I have no other biceps, I'll buy the machine. And now the mask works as well as the one, you know, that you can have treatment, you can have in a clinic. So I try to do that three times a week. But I love that you're doing the hands. I'm going to do that too. And um, do you do microcurrent? No. Or any of uh, the rollers, like the new skin or whatever it's called? Not those ones. I do have the rollers. Oh, you do? I yeah, I do have the rollers, but I only just use them around here sometimes. Mm -hmm. I like drinking champagne. It's okay. an everyday thing for me, but champagne is a drink. Sometimes you actually overindulge. So um, I do get um, puffiness. So the rollers are really good for deep puff. Yeah, Before they are. the rollers, um, I used to ju just to cool the spoons and then use the spoons on my skin. Now, yeah, they, they actually work better. And um, I see, what about exercise? What, what's your um, philosophy on how, you know, your wellness and uh, fitness impacts your longevity, your energy? You look amazing. I mean, I keep saying this to you every time I see you, but there must be something in your lifestyle. You, you say you like champagne every day, which I applaud and I like champagne, not every day. Um, but tell me, what do you do from a wellness and fitness do you have a routine do you drink you know lemon water are you doing any biohacking like infrared saunas or um uh, cryotherapy what do you do for your body and uh, mind i i'm terrible at sports so i yeah i always lose so i decided to just to focus on gym because that's some that's um, something you can rely on your own, and um, believe me or not, I actually do weightlifting, and I'm one of those girls. I'm very focused when I'm um, lift weights, but I do um, light weights, but I do more sets. Um, I hate cardio. I, I can't stand cardio. I can't run. Um, so most of the time I would just spend time in the gym and I'll do, um, leg day, back day and, um, upper body. I'll just do, um, those routines and rotate during the week. And, um, because of that, I also drink supplements, um, but I don't drink a lot of supplements. I do have, um, there's one thing called L-carnitin. That's something I will have when I um, do exercise. I don't drink protein. And that's for energy, right? The L-carnitin is like a, it's a pre-workout booster. Is that the one? Yes, and it, it boosts metabolism. Mm -hmm. So something I would um, like to have when I do exercise. And vitamin C water, um, I love 
um, lemon juice with honey. So I think this is really good. And um, you should use honey um, stirred with cold water and then um, lemon with hot water. And then you mix them together. What's this hot cold that you were talking about? Because I'm Iranian and we have a similar, we, we talk about things being hot or cold and the body being either hot or cold. I'm curious to see if it's the same interpretation as what you're talking about. Tell me more about that. I think it's it's really similar to cooking. Sometimes the temperature can actually affect the ingredients being like the effectiveness of ingredient, the raw material and ingredients. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. So um, you really don't um, need to put honey in the free in the freezer, or you really don't need to uh, mix honey with hot water. The cold, t- the normal temperature, room temperature is good enough for honey, but. For lemon is different. If you um, use hot water, it actually helps with vitamin C, but not too hot. Warm water, and um, then you you mix the warm water and the cold honey water together. And That's, do you take collagen supplements? Oh my God, yes. Oh, thanks for it. Yeah, this is something I really want to talk about it because people ask about. Um, collagen drinks and they always tell me I don't think collagen drinks works well I had it since I was um, I think 26 25 26 and I never stopped um, it, it was Japanese brand and it was um, I, I got it from Japanese beauty shop you we couldn't um, find them in Australia one of the brands was um, Shiseido's they were not available in David Jones or Meyer um, and Fanco Beauty, uh, Fanco Beauty. So they make supplements. They, they were like sachets. Yeah. And then I, I bought another, they were like tins and they cost about $70 per month. And imagine that's like maybe a cup, a cup, a coffee or just a Coke each day. And um, it's quite expensive and actually had placenta as well. Was a human placenta or animal placenta? Human? Horse. Horse. Yes. And where were you getting that from? Also Japanese brand. And what were you, were you drinking that as a supplement? So the placenta ones I got was like um, the shots and um, they'd actually taste like juice. So they made them taste really well and you just have a shot each day. Because placenta supplementation is huge in Asia not well, so much here, obviously. It's uh, and it's considered quite risky to kind of even talk about it. But tell me more about it because it's definitely you know stem cells um, and that whole conversation about cell regeneration. It's going to catch up to us, and whether you know uh, you want to take it or not, I'm really interested to know uh, what it is, why you take it, and what benefit you saw from it. I still. Um... See, I still think they boost the collagen um, for for women. And some of the collagen drinks I had, um, they were like powders. They also have Q10, um, different um, things that will help our body to, to, to maintain and boost that collagen level in our skin. But I had it for so many years. If you only have it for one, one month or two months, you're not going to see the difference. It, it's really like we're having, um, sometimes we, we eat um, meat because they're good for our body, but um, you, you can't just have one steak and expect you, you have that iron level. 
um, you have to have a very steady, um, balanced diet um, with that. So I had it since that time and never stopped till now. Placenta was because my girlfriends, they were talking about it. They said it's more effective than having collagen drinks. They are more concentrated. So I bought them and they are more, they, they were more expensive. And as a Did 20- you see a difference? But like, really, did you see a difference? Did you feel a difference? Was it I worth know, it? I want to be very honest. I didn't see a difference um, comparing at to other collagen drinks I had because I had some really good brands. But one thing I have to warn women is I I do have a sister around uh, around here on my uh, in my breast or uh, yeah. And I did notice when I was drinking placenta and this does help out more. Does that make sense? Like it it does change the her, her, hormonal hormones. Uh, hormonal. Yeah. Almost, I did realize that it's like soy milk. My um, my mom and my Chinese medicine doctor did tell me maybe I should avoid that as well, just for the reason. Yeah, it's just um, that's something you should be aware of, and I think talk to the dermatologist and talk to some Chinese um, medicine doctors or talk to some nutrition. Um, specialist is very important do you do any body treatments have you had fat freezing do you have any laser or anything like that or you know the muscle muscle contractions like the m sculpt or anything have you tried any of those treatments no just the gym natural yes um but i love doing research let's say if i want to tone my arm i will um continue to research on what's the latest trend and um have the pts develop new ways to tone the arms and then i'll practice and um I'm very active. You've seen me. I always jump up, up and up and down. When I walk, I bounce. And you do, you do. Ladies will tell me, "Don't run, lady. Don't run." There's the strangers will tell me because I'm very active. I like to um, go onto the stairs instead of um, at elevator. Um, I always find ways to keep myself activate. Um, I think that's very important. You, you don't be lazy. When you're watching Netflix and just stand up and walk around home. And um, another thing is I um, I enjoyed supplements, right? I also um, have a lot of sprays around home, facial sprays, um, facial mist. And whenever I see them, I'll just go wild and then leave them around one corner of home. So I have um, a vein there's the sprays, um, Jalik Rose Mist. Um, Jalik has so many mist. They do. The lavender is beautiful, gorgeous. The rose mist is beautiful. I think they have a, is it chamomile as well? Yes. And that's for calming. Mm. And there is a citrus one. So the citrus one, I love using it in the, so keep that in, um, in the kitchen. So when you are tired and sometimes you just, you can spray yourself because in the kitchen, your skin goes oilier. And then there is a rose mist that I keep it um, next to the doors. So when I come home, sometimes I spray some because that actually gives you some, it makes you happier, that rose scent. It makes you feel feminine. So I love using that. And the violet one, I actually keeps in the in my um, bathroom because that's very nourishing. And um, so I use different mist in different um, areas and 
the Avain one. I have one um, at the stage at my desk. You mean the big can? Yeah, the big one. Yeah, yeah. the water. Yeah, the purified water. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the full name, but that's very cooling, refreshing. Yes. So now you and I are both big fans of La Prairie. And I know that you used to have a very hectic routine. Now it's a seven step routine. And I've had a conversation with you before, like when you were in your 20s, you were using um, the platinum <laughs> collection. I'm what are you doing? You still, yeah, yeah, you still use it. So, um, so the thing with La Prairie is, okay, the thing with skincare is, for me, is I think that's investment. And I thank myself to invest in beauty when I was younger. And I spent a lot of, lot of my income to skincare. Um, I, I always think if you invest that earlier for more expensive stuff and later on, you don't have to spend so much money to do surgeries. And um, Would you ever have surgery? Um, maybe facelift. Because I'm still doing a lot of um, reading, a lot of research about it and talking to some colleagues working in this in beauty industry. And I think I'm quite confident. So most of them are safe. And it's just about finding the right doctor and finding the right time. And when would you do it? Like in your mind, when would be a good time or a good day? I will always check how long is the recovery period. Yeah, I, um, if I don't have that in the the two weeks time to stay at home i won't plan for it mm. yeah i think that's a good tip too in, in christmas time but would you but would you do it in your 40s are you thinking about having would you consider doing a facelift as a preventative or are you more likely to have it when you're later down the track as a cure because it's not bothering me no of um, course yeah, <laughs> of course not your yeah. baby still one um for for other women um this is my philosophy. So if you look at the mirror and you're unhappy, please do something. But if you look at the mirror and you're happy about your look and you smile, you like that, you, that line is not um, bothering you, then don't, don't make it a, a big deal because uh, there was a lady, she spoke to me. She said, wrinkles is the most beautiful gift to women because it does it does shows you your age, but at the same time, it, it tells your life stories. And um, there are some like lines around here shows you liked laughing, you liked smiling, just makes you a kind person. So um, if you are not like if wrinkles doesn't bother you. So don't. why do you why do you then if, if wrinkles don't bother you? And I agree. I don't think the conversation about being ageless is ever about wrinkles. It's always about a timeless quality in a man or a woman. Uh, it's about their energy. It's about how they view themselves in the future, in the present, their past, how they wear their life story. So having, let's put wrinkles out of the equation. Why do you want to take such good care of yourself? What does it give you other than, you know, making the wrinkles disappear or your pores smaller? What is it about investing in yourself that makes you feel ageless um it it's similar to my life philosophy to myself it's about try everything you can before um, any 
damage can happen. So you, you're always well prepared. And I think I was really smart when I was at 25, after 25, after I realized, uh, after I met La Perry at the counter, I, I know the brand history, I started to know it worked. And I um, out of all the ingredients I have learned and I, I believed in that ingredients. In I, It was, um, I started with caviar and I, I alternated with white caviar and um, skin caviar. And then um, I was introduced to platinum and it was like $2,000 for, the, um, two or th uh, for the, four, the whole pack around their um, Christmas time. And I didn't hesitate and bought the entire pack. Um, that was 10 years ago, more than, yeah, more than 10 years ago. No, uh, less than 10 years ago. And I, I think it's, it's like you've tried everything. You've done everything you could. And if things still go wrong, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but have you tried enough? Have you exercised enough? Have you had the, the best diet? If you uh, have, when you had time, were you just sitting there eating junk food or you actually make the habit to make some fruits for yourself? Um, and I do love that about you. You are super conscientious about your wellness. I've been at events with you. You're careful. You're considered. Uh, you're not picky, but like you, you really are health, healthily minded. I say, can I ask you something? And this is like a wild, you know, stomping all through cultural boundaries. But I, I guess um, as an immigrant, I. I've been asked silly questions too, so I'll go ahead and ask the question. What do you think is the different approach to agelessness in your Chinese culture versus the Australian culture? And what have you inversely learned from the Australian culture that you think can be shared with your Chinese heritage? So we start with that. What, what do you think is different approach to agelessness in your culture? I don't think ageless, agelessness, it's a topic that um, Asians talk about. They just do it. Don't you like, don't you realize that? I like um, a lot oh, of- Oh yes, Asians I mean, you're always leading the way with innovation and it's definitely part of, you know, the conversation of culture to the wellness, the biohacking, the rejuvenation, yeah. longevity. Like the herbs, the Chinese medicine, the like the Japanese um, beauty, K Korean beauty. There are a lot of um, um, things that I think they're already uh, they're already in the Asian girls' DNA, and <laughs> we 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 influenced by our parents' generations, by generations, and um, like China's very well developed now, and comparing to 30 years ago, it's it's super rich right now and using expensive skincare is not a problem at all. But um, we, I think it's um, it's very um, simple it's, uh, to, to, to us, um, using skincares and purchase skincares is just everyday life. But in Australia, I don't see women um, putting that in, in their everyday um, life and I, I find a lot of women they enjoy cooking they enjoy family time they have pet they go out to the beach but for us we we, we do considering skincare as part of our everyday must do things 
and it's something we have to take. Like um, the other day, my friend came to my place and she spent three nights with me and she asked me, I see, why don't you do a facial mask? And she realized I, I, I don't do those face masks. And the shape mask. Yeah, because I was using sleeping masks and she didn't know. Ah. Um, so, and in her but just mind, explain for anyone who's listening the difference between the sleeping mask and what you, what we're talking about. Yeah, because sleeping mask is something you can use instead of your night moisturizers or on top of your night moisturizers. There are more sleeping masks um, than before. Um, so I have sleeping masks that um, does like um, multi-level exfoliant um, and they, they have um, retinoids in them. Or Do you I use a silk pillow as well every night? Oh, yes, I have. So um, I actually purchased this from one of my um, Chinese friends. She sells the whole bed set in silk. And um, the silk, the sleep silk, silk pillows, and they're different colors. So um, I can um, change with the silk pillows, but and then the bed sheets and um, the quilt covers are all silk. And they actually make my hair um, smooth as well, not just the face. And if you have um, a very rich um, sleeping mask on, they don't absorb. You don't find they leave a mark um, to um, to the pillows. I think silk is really good, and it's not as challenging to like. It's it's quite easy to maintain. Yeah, do you know I love silk pillowcases. I swear by them. Silk eye mask, silk pillowcases, and I even have my daughter who's eleven using it because I want her to have good skin. So I'm going to go back to the other part of the question is, what do you think we do really well here in the Australian culture that you've learned and you'd like to teach your followers who follow you from China? Because you have a, you've got a great following here, but you've got a massive following back home. Um, what uh, from the culture of wellness and beauty do you like to teach backwards to, you know, to your audience back home? I, I think Australian or um, Australian skincare, the um, the trends and the Asian skin trends should balance a bit. I always think Asian girls do mm, they do too much or they they worry too much. They worry too much about being um, aged. But in Australia, it's a bit relaxed. But I love that, and I think we're all women. We have different roles, and we should considering um have a good balance and not to emphasize on creams and <laughs> and aging um like i also learned myself simplified skincare routines can still work and may even work better for for me so um just to relax a bit and don't really get don't, forget about peer pressure forget about your neighbors or your best girlfriend what what they are using just um, sit back and think about what works for you and do you really need everything and what, what's missing, what's not missing. I think that's what I've really learned from um, Australia. And another thing I also want to talk about the hearts, you, you know, um, Asians love um, brighter skin, white skin. Yeah. Uh, but in Australia, it's all about sun-kissed the look, that bronze the look. I, I did realize late years, um, sometimes when I use the darker foundation and you girls will um, at an event, you will come to me, I see what you've done today. You look glowing, your skin looks so fantastic. <laughs> I, it took me some time to 
to realize actually it's not because my skin goes darker, it's because I looked healthier. Um, having a very pale foundation sometimes make me, and I, I'm skinny, so it makes me look like I'm sick. But to have a bit of color on like sun-kissed, it just shows you are, you're very active, you enjoy the sun, you like going out, you're an outdoor person. It's a good thing. It brings good vibe to people and um, it actually makes your uh, healthier look. I want to pick up on something that you said then and also a little bit earlier, which I think is really interesting. You were saying, you know, stop think, worrying about what your neighbor thinks, stop worrying about peer pressure. And also earlier you said that you read a lot of celebrity beauty books. Mm. How influenced are you still by what, you know, social media or celebrities are doing versus what experts are telling you to do? Myself, I am not influenced by anyone because I, I yeah, since a teenager, I learned that it's always about um, knowing what I need and find out what I need. But um, if I look around my girlfriend, my Asian girlfriends, I know they are very influenced. And sometimes I go shopping with them. Um, when we pass by a cosmetic counter, they will just show, oh, that is um, whoever this um, actors, um, act was, uh, actress was using, was like um, showing in her Weibo or um, this, this was the fragrance, whoever was like um, in the campaign. So they actually really, really listen to the celebrities and they check whatever they're using. And the reality shows, sometimes they will just, um, when we watch together, they will just say, I see, um, can you see it? Like um, she's using this in her ba bathroom, is that working? Things like that. And um, I, can, I can see um, that big influence. Um, and what about you? You know, you're on, you've got a great social media following, like I was saying, and you create a lot of content for your followers. Are they following what you do? And, and where do you get your information to share with them so that they follow you as the influencer? At the beginning, I always, um, I always want to do something that's very visualized. So uh, make the product stand out. You, you will see, I don't have, it's, not every photo is about me and most of the time I'll actually put the product forward and just to showcase that product and um, I want my Instagram to be more like a, a new launch you, you will find out what's new and I also try to send the message like what this product's about and um, recently I also share more about um, my uh, living philosophy, the readings I've done um, into the story to make um, the post more thoughtful and more about like more soulful, <laughs> there's more spirit in it. Um, I, the reason why I do that is I don't want to impact people's um, um, habit. I don't want to change others' habit. I want to inspire them. I want to share with what um, worked for me, but I understand what works for me, not necessarily work for you. I want to give them more options. But um, at the same time, I would love to share more tips, um, how to shop, um, how to shop more, um, how to say, how to spend less money on the on better products and how to, 
avoid um, buying things that's not suitable. How to, um, I want to share tips like that, but I don't want to push them to just buy whatever I'm using. I don't think that's right. So do, that's you do you think that the uh, shopping experience has changed as a result of the pandemic? That you know, before it would it was a much more um, you know, browsing and it was more of a ritual in store, but we, we really have transitioned so much to digital. So it's really up to us to do a lot more uh, research and then go to a digital interface for the purchase. Do you think that you've seen that with your friends, with, with your followers, that they're, you know, doing their research online and then taking that research and then making transactions? I think that people definitely have got more influenced by social media. And so, um, so then what happens to the personalized recommendations? Because exactly as you said, what's good for you may not be good for me. And I certainly always say to my, you know, audience, like I'm 47, I've tried absolutely everything at different times in different lifestyles with different needs. I've things have been appropriate but I really believe in the expert consultation I really fundamentally believe in what you said that you need to know yourself and you need to have expert guidance so I'm interested to see what you think is kind of the future of beauty as we stop having as much of that personal interface I still think those um interface um exists um, and I, I really thank all the cosmetic brands um, making efforts to make their digital platform um, very personalized. And you can now talk to um, specialized, uh, uh, how do you say this, uh, special specialist. specialist and having online conversations. And um, are there any brands you think do this really well that you could direct us to? I think you're right. Definitely because La Perry is doing and. I, I think La Paris is definitely leading that. Um, the price point, of course, and they want to make their um, customers feeling they are, they are spending for what they got and exist like um, on their spending. And the online experience also helped them to make sure they find the right products. And I think La Paris is doing that very well because without that face-to-face, Without that face-to-face um, experience, it's very difficult for you to to um, feel luxury. Uh, I think that's um, some cosmetic brands. Uh, I think Longcomo Clinic they also do custom customized um, like color matching. They are also very good for us. Um, online, uh, I, was that um, Saint Laurent YSL Beauty? They have this app. You can actually um, put, like, take a photo of yourself and change lipstick colors. Those are the things that they have tried to help us to um, get the right things, and I, I think that's really great. And um, talk to um, like clinic. There's always like online skin test, these kind of things, and different brands have um, different ways to check out your skin type, your skin concerns. All of these are great initiatives. What are you excited about in beauty? What kind of tech or research or ingredient are you really excited about? 
everything. Oh, um, yes, one. Um, I think one thing we love as Asian girls, um, Asian born, um, about what I love about Australia is, um, the Australia skincare brands give us that safety. It's natural, organic, and uh, because we have the so many native plants and. Um, so I started to learn more about our ingredients and our native plants, in addition to the Chinese herbs. And you actually, um, while you're learning this, you're actually enrich your knowledge about not just skincare, uh, uh, about nature, and then you will start to learn other herbs, other leaves and trees, and you fall in love with nature. It, it does change your um, like skincare philosophy as well, you appreciate the natural sense, the plant-based um, skincares. Yeah, you do um, change a bit. And I think it's um, you know we were talking about um, the cultural differences when I discovered like the real disconnect between my background, which is Iranian, and the Australian beauty philosophy. It was in Iran, it's really important for a woman to be highly groomed. So we're, we get our hair done all the time. You know, we get our nails done. We get nose jobs before we're 18. Um, are immaculately groomed and dressed, perfumed. But it's all of this but there's no wellness and fitness culture really that we're taught from a young age and so for me when I was about your age you know I'm 47 so we're 10 years difference when I was 37 I had a one-year-old and I remember looking in the mirror and just thinking I can keep all the facade looking good but I, I need to have the energy and the vitality of a youthful woman to be a mom to this baby because you know my mom was 21 when she had me and I was 36 when I had my daughter and so she had a completely different energy bank to raise me uh, compared to me so I really learned that was the first time in my life that I started learning about longevity from the perspective of fitness wellness diet nutrition sleep biohacking uh, mental agility, you know, after I had my baby, my memory was terrible. So uh, I did some research and I learned that I needed to eat fatty acids, eggs, um, avocados, fish oil supplements. And that was really the first time in my life that I didn't just want to work on the outside of what I looked like on the outside. I really knew that to look young, but more importantly, to feel young and vital, I really had to look after the inside. So, uh, it, and it was actually at that time that I discovered Chinese medicine because I, every year I like to go to a wellness retreat and I met an amazing uh, Chinese doctor in Thailand and he introduced me to cupping, to herbs, to acupuncture, which I've kept up with. And it was really the first, it was actually the first step I took to understanding what was going on inside rather than being totally focused on the outside. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that's, um, that actually goes back to what I was um, talking from the beginning. 
But um, I also want to pick up what you just said there. And I think beauty, it's very important we have our inner beauty. And that inner beauty, it's big support to ageless. And um, I don't know how to, how to translate. In the Chinese saying, there's something about your, the feeling of you looks like you're a teenage, a, a teenage girl. And the, there is a phrase. And it's more like a um, slang from the, um, so it's, there's a phrase about it. And a lot of people um, always say, Icy gives us that feeling she's like a teenage girl. She's like a, a young girl, young lady. And I think that's because deep inside, I believe I'm not grown up, like I haven't grown up yet. I'm a kid, I'm a baby. And I keep telling myself about it, but to be able to, keep telling yourself about it it's you have to have something down here and down here to support you how much time have you spent on um, reading um do you know what's happening in the world and um i am consistently learning and i recently started to learn french learn language um, which is of course all biohacking it's you're talking about neuroplasticity you're talking about challenging the mind to develop new pathways which is yeah. all behavior of a young brain yes and um, by doing that you are keeping your mind active you're keeping your body active the more important is what you have learned what you have gained from all of those exercise activities keeps you as a, a younger person because those things will last in you it's like that a beautiful smile, it will last on you. And that's way better than hide your wrinkles or um, hide your lines, smiling lines. And um, I think that it's something that I, I would encourage people to think. Well, I think to, it's great advice. And, and you, I know you, as I said, I've known you for over a decade and you really walk your talk. You are fun. We do sit in the corner and giggle together. You know, you, you have a joie de vivre that just emanates from you. I'm going to wrap up by asking you, who do you look up to as an ageless muse? You, you know, you said you don't really copy anyone or follow anyone, but there must be a few people um, that you look at or you admire who've got that same pixie energy that's, you know, forever teenager or, or hold themselves in a way that, you know, is vital and, and youthful and, uh, and alive? Definitely my mom. I, I, I don't, I, I, I'm sure um, a lot of girls have given you the same answer. And um, my mom's a very special woman and she, um, sh she's not like me. She's not as sophisticated as me, um, but she, as I said, she's, she understands um, Chinese medicine. She understands diet, nutrition, but um, she lives in a way that um, what makes her happy, um, she understands what makes her happy and she'll just go and do it. And she's not like me, always check the wardrobe and pick up nice clothes. She would just be like, um, this is very comfortable, just wear it today. And she's not into designer clothes, designer bags, and whatever is functional, it's easy. She would just throw on herself and then just go and do things. And 
but she's still learning Chinese painting, calligraphy, and she's exercising and she will go to those um, competitions. And I think this is me, uh, when I reach her age, I wanna be like her. And, um, because, and because she's like that, and I am not afraid of getting old because I know what I will be like, what I want to be like when I'm old. Um, so she is my muse and I think she's a good role model. And she also teaches me age is nothing to be feared, like to be worried about. You don't have to be um, worried about getting old, but um, focus on something else and um, don't worry about age. And I think that's very important. When you stop worrying about getting older or being aged, you will be ageless. Oh, I love it. And you are our ageless muse, Icy Ling, my beautiful friend. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show. As I said, I've been wanting to have you on for such a long time and we've been wanting to do something in collaboration. So this is such a lovely start. And I want to thank you so much for sharing your philosophy and your uh, ageless hacks. Um, and um, I don't know about the horse placenta. I think I'm going to, that's a hard pass for me, but I like the lemon water. I'm going to uh, try that with Lily. And um, I really always love your ageless attitude. It's always so radiant and such a pleasure to be around. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And thank you for actually giving me some time to rethink about a lot of this um, connecting to ageless. And I think maybe I will need to wrap up for some of the things I've said and think about something that you have shared with me. Have a wonderful day. You, thank you for having me and hope to see you again. Hope to see you soon. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that.